wind blowing toward right field. If Alex could find something to pull, get it in the air, he would get some help. Familia's next pitch. Belted to deep center. Back goes Lagares. And gone, Alex Gordon. And comes the pitch. Broken bat, one hopper to third. And over to first in time. Runner going to try to score. Wild throw. Hosmer gambling that he could dash home on the throw to first base. And the Royals have tied the game. For the very best in baseball, this is the place you want to be. Let's get it going on the Locked On Royals podcast, the Locked On Podcast Network, your teams every day. I'm your host, Ryland Styles. You can follow me on Twitter at Ryland underscore Styles. That's at R-Y-L-A-N underscore S-T-I-L-E-S. And on today's show, we're going to do some preseason betting. Now, this is obviously for entertainment purposes only. Just saying. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Entertainment purposes only, Royals prop bets for the 2020 season. It's a Friday. Let's have some fun, and let's start with Alberto Mondesi. Games played for Alberto Mondesi. Over under 102.5. 102.5 games. If he hits 102, we push. I'm going to take the under. I mean, Mondesi's been dealing with injuries his whole career. Still has not played this spring. It's safe to say that opening day is in question, despite what Mike Matheny is trying to put out there. I'm going to say under 102 games. Jorge Soler home runs. I've got it set at 44 and a half. I'm going to go with Salvador with Excuse me, Salvador Perez. If he could hit 44 home runs... That would be amazing. But Jorge Soler, I mentioned it yesterday on the 26-man roster preview, the 26-man roster projection, that I think that Jorge Soler has figured it out. I think that it's taken him this long in his career, but that's okay. He's figured it out the plate, and he knows what he's going to be. He's going to be an all-or-nothing hitter with a ton of pop, a ton of power, a ton of potential. Four big home run years. A ton of, poten- a ton of potential for those home runs. Give me the over. I'm feeling dangerous. Give me the over. He will hit 45 home runs. I I think that he'll do it. I think that he'll clear that plateau for him. Again, this does not matter if it's in the Kansas City uniform or not. He'll get to 45 throughout the 2020 season. Danny Duffy strikeouts. Now, again, like Mondesi, can Danny Duffy stay healthy and make all his starts this year? We'll see. I have a strikeout total at 28 and a half, over under 28 and a half. This is a tough one. This is a really tough one to me. Do you trust Danny Duffy to stay healthy and make some people swing and miss? I think that this is a year that Danny Duffy breaks out and kind of puts it all together. Now, he's not going to break out and become an ace. That, that's not going to happen. That, that, that ship has sailed. That ship has sailed. But... The strikeout total, give me give me 129. Now, this is dangerous. I'm living on the edge, and I'm, I'm hoping for just 129. But I'll take the over. Give me 129, and I'll take a push on this one. If he hits 128, I'm celebrating because I'll, I'll at least have a push. Whit Merrifield hits. Now, I have the total set at 203 
and a half. I'm taking the over. I'm a madman. I like the over. Life's too short to bet the under. I think Whit Merrifield can collect the most hits in baseball for a third straight season. Now, he's another guy like Sorlaire. Is it going to be in a Royals uniform? I think it will be. I think that Whitman Merrifield will play the entire year as a Royal, and then his future will be reevaluated in the winter meetings. In the winter meetings, they'll discuss trading him again, and this time they might pull the trigger. This time it might be getting close to the cutting wire, and they might actually trade him. So with that being said, is Whitman Merrifield an all-star? And I think that yes, he'll absolutely be an all-star, no question about it. No question about it. After the break, we'll finish up the preseason board bets. All right, well, we're back on the Lockdown Rose podcast on the Lockdown Podcast Network. Again, I'm your host, Ryland Styles. You can follow me on Twitter at Ryland underscore Styles. It's at R-Y-L-A-N underscore S-T-I-L-E-S. I've kind of answered this one before the break on accident, but will Whit Merrifield be on the team in September? I'm going to go with yes, that he will be on the team in September. The next one is kind of the same thing. Is Jorge Soler going to be on the team in September? I'm going to say no. I think that the Royals trade Jorge Soler at the deadline and get something back for him. Again, for all these bets, let me know what you guys think. I'll keep a running running total on everyone who replies and see who's right or wrong on these board bets. I've got, again, Soler not being on the team in September. Let me know what you guys think about all these questions. And let's move on to the last two. How many times... Does Rex Hudler say, you cannot sneak a piece of cheese by a hungry rat? This one will take a community effort to count up. There's no MLB.com stat for this, although there should be. I have this total set up at 98 and a half times that Rex Hudler says, you cannot sneak a piece of cheese by a hungry rat. There's 162 broadcasts, and I'm giving him 98 times to say this. And you know what? I'm taking the over. He'll say it 99 or more times. What do you guys think about Rex Hudler? And what do you think about that over-under number? And the last one, what you've all been waiting for, is the team wins. Now, this is brought to you by Odd Shark. I did not set this. Odd Shark did. And they've set it at 84.5. For this one, again, I'm taking the over. I think that the... Team wins is criminally low. Again, I've talked about how this lineup is very competitive. I've talked about how the rotation and the bullpen has looked much improved this spring. Give me at least 85 wins. That's all you need to win the bet, and I'll take the over. So those are all the preseason board bets. Again, you have Alberto Modesty games played, uh, Jorge Soler home runs, Danny Duffy strikeouts, what Merrifield hits, is what Merrifield going to be an all-star, is what Merrifield going to be on the team in in September, is Jorge Soler going to be on the team in September? Rex Hudler and team wins. So let's end this show with a bit of MLB news. We usually do an MLB housekeeping you know, episode on Fridays. For those of you who can only really stay invested in the Royals and you have a busy life and can't keep up with all the whereabouts of MLB baseball, I've got you covered here. One of the biggest stories in the major leagues right now is Anthony Rizzo and ESPN miking up players. Now, ESPN has been doing this for almost a decade now, it feels like. I mean, the first time that I remember something like this happening with current players was Mookie Betts, but I I really want to say that 
when when Jason Hayward signed that huge deal with the Braves, I, I want to say that I distinctly remember them miking him up on the field and talking to him about it. But I could be wrong there. But I know Mookie Betts and, and some of the Red Sox were mic'd up uh, you know, three, four years ago. So it was also entertaining. It, it was awesome. It was so much fun. You know, uh, Anthony Rizzo took a shot at the Astros, said somebody bang for me. You know, he said that he's thinking fastball because he hasn't seen one. He kind of let you inside his mind. He got the fastball. And then when he was rounding first, he said, I'm going to go two here. And then he saw where the ball was and said, no, I'm not. I'm not going to go two here. Uh, so, I mean, it was fun. It was entertaining. And it was what baseball needs to do every game. I think that we ask for this every time it happens. Again, it's been happening for five years. And every year, we say it needs to happen more. The solution is not do it live, like like you're doing in spring training. Obviously, it's much more jovial. It's much more fun in spring training. No one's really caring about their stats. No one's really caring about wins and losses. You don't do it live in the regular season or the postseason. You don't do it live. You do it like the NFL does. Pick a couple players before every game. Mic them up. After the game's over, review who said the best stuff, who said the funniest stuff, who said the most insightful stuff, and throw it all together in a montage. This is what the NFL films do with Patrick Mahomes, Andy Reid, the Chiefs, every other NFL team. Do that with baseball. Mic them up before the game. Don't 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 do anything live, unless it's unless it's an environment like spring training or an environment like the All Star game. Don't do anything live. They're not feeling any pressure to censor themselves or to worry about it or anything like that. Nothing live. After the game, review all the all the tape, review all the footage, review all the sound, and then you'll know if you have anything good or not. I really like that method that the NFL does, and I think that it would provide a ton for baseball. Because, again, if you get a guy talking through his process, it's very cool access. Now, you're not going to want to do this in a real game because you actually care about what you're going to get. So you're not going to sit in the batter's box where the catcher can hear you and talk to Jessica Mendoza and say, well, you know, I'm expecting a fastball here. And then the catcher goes, oh, okay, I'll throw you a slider. It's it's difficult to do it live in the, reg- in the regular season. But I think that they can have a model that works by following the NFL and following what they do. Sadly, again, we've gotten more injuries to discuss. Now, last week we talked about Luis Severino. We talked about Giancarlo Stanton. This week it stays in that division. It started out this week with Chris Sale. He's getting an MRI on discomfort in his elbow, and that's never good. Whenever you have to go see Dr. James Andrews as an athlete, it's bad news, and you hate to see that. Chris Sale, love him or hate him as a person. Heck of a pitcher, very talented, and you never want to see anyone get hurt. But once you go to Dr. James Andrews, it's never good for athletes. It's either your ACL, your elbow. I mean, it's just never good. This feels like it's heading to Tommy John's surgery. It has not been officially announced as of right now. It feels like it's going towards that way. I hope it's not. I hope that that I'm wrong in speculating that. But it feels bad. It feels worrisome, to say the least. Uh, From a baseball side of things for the Red Sox, it sucks too because your rotation's not that deep. Uh, no rotations really deep enough to, to lose Chris Hale and feel good. But I hope that he's all right. I hope that this is just precautionary. And for some reason, this is the first time in history that someone goes to Dr. James Andrews and gets good news. So 
the Yankees were hit with another injury with Aaron Judge, and he'll miss opening day as well as Giancarlo Stanton. And you just have to wonder what's happening in New York. This is the second straight year that they're already getting hurt at historic clips. I know that they traded, uh, excuse me, not traded. I know that they fired their training staff and got a whole new training staff in there. But why does this keep happening with Judge, with Severino, with Stanton? Now, with Severino, it seems like it was just a fluke thing. I mean, pitchers' arms get hurt all the time. But why does Judge and, and, and Stanton keep getting hurt? Are they too big for baseball? Is all that torquing and, that, and, that, and that, that torque you have to put on your body to swing a bat, you know, that force you need to use to literally swing yourself to swing the bat, is that too much for a, a guy that big, you know, that strong? You have to wonder what's happening in New York in that sense. And really, again, just the injuries are terrible. No matter who you root for, the, the Yankees were going to be so fun to watch this year. And baseball is truly better. People say it all the time. Okay, that was unnecessary. People say it all the time that baseball is better when the Yankees are good. And it's true. It's true, and especially whenever they're really good. And this team with Severino, with 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 Stanton and, and Aaron Judge could have been awesome. And it could have been fun to root against or root for, depending on who you side with. But if these injuries keep piling up, it, it's going to get very, very scary for the Yankees in a hurry. Although, on the flip side of that coin, they dealt with this last year at a much higher clip and and was still the best team in baseball. So, you never know how it's going to turn out. But you do hope that all those guys can get back in a hurry. It sounds like Stanton and it sounds like Judge will miss opening day, but they'll be fine here in a couple weeks after that. So that's pretty good to hear. The last topic I want to discuss is Christian Yelich. He gets over $200 million from the Brewers for nine seasons, and it's still not enough. Christian Yelich is so much better than that. This is the second time that he's taken a team bargain. He did it in Miami, and he's doing it now. I truly believe that Christian Yelich can get way more than that $200 mark. Now, credit to him if he really likes Milwaukee and he really likes playing for the Brewers and he really likes that team and he wants them to build something. And he's saying, hey, you know what? I understand if I want to stay here that I can't take that huge deal. So I'll take a $200 million deal, which is still big. I mean, obviously for me and you, that's a large sum of money. But I'm talking, of course, about the baseball scale of things. I can't take that huge pay pay cut, you know, that huge pay deal, excuse me. So I'll take a pay cut and we'll keep Lorenzo Cain. We'll keep all our guys and then we'll go add. If that's the plan, okay, I can see it. But if the Brewers do not add and make this team better, I feel bad for Christian Yelich because he could have gotten a ton of money. Now, obviously, he willingly signed it. No one forced him to sign anything, so he feels comfortable with this deal. But I just wonder what he could have got on the open market. That deal, though, to tie it back into the rows before we leave, is encouraging. That's the biggest deal the Brewers have ever handed out, and it was from to a guy who is considered one of the best in baseball, who has had three years in his whole career already, his young career already, three years where he could have been the MVP. For him to sign with the Brewers, with a small market club, and take a pay cut to do it, that gives you hope if you're the Royals and if you're 
the new owner, Sherman, if, if you're dating more, it gives you hope that maybe you can get guys like that who will want to stay in Kansas City as Kansas City as a city and as a community grows, will want to stay here as the baseball team grows and develops and gets better, will want to stay here. That's uh, that's a good sign for baseball fans all around Kansas City. Is that look what Christian Yelich just did? Christian Yelich is a pretty boy from you know played in Miami, likes the LA lifestyle, is always in LA in the off season, but yet he signed in Milwaukee for less than what his market value was. So there are players out there who will do it, and you just got to go find them and be willing to throw them at least some money because you, you cannot get them for nothing, that's for sure. $200 million is not nothing, especially for the Brewers, especially for the Royals. But in the grand scheme of things, I think Yelich could have gotten a lot more. So credit to him for just deciding, hey, you know what? When is enough enough? I want to play where I want to play, and I want to help this team win. So credit to Christian Yelich there. This has been a fun week of baseball, a fun week of shows. We did today preseason board bets. We did the roster projection. We did recaps. We did how good can this team be. A lot of stuff this week, so go back and listen if you have not already. Again, follow me on Twitter at Rylan underscore Styles. It's at R-Y-L-A-N underscore S-T-I-L-E-S. Be good and be good to one another, and we'll see you next week on the Lockdown Royals Podcast.